the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus. I'm so excited that you're here with us here today. In this message, we're going to talk about the inescapable test of our hearts, our faith, and God's character. The Bible uses the word test almost 60 times. And in our message, we're going to learn about how God tests each and every one of us. This teaching is something that everyone needs to hear. So ask a loved one to join you Grab your Bible and a pen, something to take some notes with, and let's begin today's message entitled, The Inescapable Test. The Bible uh, uses some form of the word test. Everybody say test. Now, now I know you know what a test is, but I want to give you the definition of a test. A test is the process or a procedure to establish or to measure the quality or the reliability or the performance of something or someone. Let me read that to you again. It is a process or a procedure to establish, to measure, to gauge the quality the reliability or the performance of something or someone. And throughout the Bible, you'll read that God tests us. For example, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, it clearly states that sometime later that God tested who? Tested Abraham. And if God can test Abraham, he can test anybody in here. Now, what was the test that God gave to Abraham? Well, the very next verse tells you what his test was. He said, I want you to take your son, Isaac, and sacrifice him. Now, I'm glad never, God's never asked me to take that test. But it was a test, and, and Abraham passed the test, amen? And so God discovered and measured and was able to gauge Uh, Abraham's faith through that test if you jump down to Exodus chapter 16 the Lord said to Moses this is another story God said Moses I will rain down 
bread from heaven for you. And the people are to go and gather enough bread just for that day. They weren't supposed to take enough for two days or three days or four. They weren't supposed to hoard. Just take enough for one day. And God said, in this way, I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Again, God is measuring, trying to establish whether or not the Israelites will do what he asked. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 26 in his prayer, he cries out to God and he says, God, test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart in my mind. Now, most of us don't like test. Most of us run from test. We don't want to take a test. But the psalmist was just the opposite. He went to God and said, God, I want you to test me. Test my heart. Test my thoughts and my mind. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 3, we read these words, that the Lord test the heart. Now, he has many ways and in many times, through many circumstances, God knows how to test our hearts. He's got many ways to do it. Sometimes he tests our heart uh, when we go through a trial. He knows what's in, uh, inside of us. Sometimes God tests us by his silence, where he stops speaking to us. And it's a test. Sometimes God speaks to us uh, through our blessings. He challenges us. Or He tests us by giving us a new task. We see that often in the Bible where God calls someone to do something new. It's, and it's a test. We're tested through sometimes what's called prolonged periods of pain. That, that can be a test. So God tests us to see what we're made of. But there's another test that every single person in this room faces, and it's what I call the inescapable test, because it's a specific test that you cannot hide from. Uh, it, it's, it, there are no exemptions. Every person faces this test every day of every week, of every month, of every year. Now, the Bible describes it as follows. I want you to write this down. We're going to look at it in several ways. The inescapable test of your heart which is revealed through your treasures. Very interesting here. Every person in this room spends a lot of time and energy and sweat and toil and thoughts about money, treasures, and resources. It's inevitable because it takes resources to live. Can someone say amen? amen. Now the Bible says, and these are the words of Jesus, and everybody just say Jesus, say Jesus. Jesus. So these are his words. And they are truthful, and they are wise. And Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be what? Also. Now some of you may doubt what I'm about to say, and it's only because you've never actually studied the Bible on this subject. But 11 out of the 39 parables that Jesus taught he taught about resources and possessions. It's interesting. There are also over, not under, but over 2,300 verses in the Bible 
that talk about money, wealth, and possessions. Of all the subjects that Jesus talked about, it's up at the top. He spoke more about money than he did heaven and hell combined. The question is, why would he do that? It's not because he was obsessed with money. It's not that he needed money because he didn't. The reason is because he knew it would be a heart issue for us. That besides pride, that money is the number one reason why some people choose not to follow him and why some people give up on him. And so Jesus makes it crystal clear. These are his words. If you get offended, take this up with him. He said, wherever you place your treasure, your heart will follow. Now, as you look at that verse, I just want to ask you, does this resonate as being truthful? Do you feel like Jesus is trying to manipulate you in any way, shape, or form? Does this appear to be fake news or real news? That wherever you place your treasure... If you place it here, your heart will follow. If you place it here, your heart will follow. If you place it over here, your heart will follow. Your heart follows your treasure. Does that seem like a truthful statement? Well, well, well it is. I, I, I don't invest in the stock market. I don't understand the stock market. I've, I don't know this to be true, but I feel like everybody in it loses. I, I don't know that to be true. But... If I were to take a chunk of money and put it in the stock market, just say, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a bunch of money in there. Uh, trust me, I would start to read the stock market and start to follow it. Uh, I, I uh, do not really know any of the Dodgers. If you made me guess, I could probably come up with one, two, or three names of people who play with. I'm a, I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan anyway, but... Uh, the, the only time I go see the Dodgers is when the Cardinals are in town. So I couldn't name you three players. One that I know is Clayton Kershaw, and it's only because I met him once, and he's a Christian, so I follow him. And I don't even know if he's on the team anymore, to be honest. Is he still on the team? You don't even know. Okay. <laughs> so if I, if I went out, though, and I said, you know what? I'm going to become a season ticket holder, and I'm going to go buy four seats for a whole year. It cost a lot of money. And so I'm going to go become the season ticket holder. Trust me, by halfway through the season, I'm going to know every player on that team. Why? Because the money, in a sense, reveals where my heart lies. And so write this down. Your treasure reveals the location of your heart. And number two, the love of your heart. That's why you've got to spend money on Valentine's Day. Can someone say Amen. There was a family sitting around the table after church. They'd been to church. They went home, sitting around the table, and they were all complaining. And a little girl spoke up and said, that choir can't sing. They're terrible. They're out of tune. The dad spoke up and said, you know, that preacher can't preach. He's boring. I hope he wasn't talking about me. <laughs> the dad said, that preacher's terrible. He's, he's boring. The mom speaks up. And she says, you know, those ushers are mean. They're unfriendly. And a little boy was there. He'd been there all morning. He'd watched everything. And he spoke up. And he says, well, what do you expect for a dollar? <laughs> Think about it. 
Now, you're going to be surprised by this, but most people who go to church give absolutely nothing in the offering. That's true. You say, well, how's that possible? Well, because the old adage is true, about 20% of the people do over 80% of the work. That's true. And the reason is because it's just not important to us. Now, cable is important. Netflix is important. Spotify is important. Starbucks is important. But kingdom work, not so much. And I want you to know, and I'm speaking from my heart here, we as a church are a long, 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 long ways away from where we should be. We have not even taken up an offering in this church, in a church service, for over three years. So don't get up and walk out of here and say, well, all the church talks about money. We haven't taken up an offering in three years. Now, you say, how's that COVID hit? And the governor shut the church down. The governor deemed that the church was non-essential. He said the casinos are essential, so he left them open. He said the liquor stores are essential, left them open. Starbucks is essential, so it was open. So every day I came here to the church, I looked across the street. All the parking lots are full, but the church parking lot is empty. We then decided to open against his mandate. And when we opened it up, couple things happened he came out and he fined us every weekend for a year and a half every weekend we had church the government showed up and wrote us a ticket sometimes for five hundred dollars sometimes for two thousand dollars they did it every week for a year and a half we had to pay it at the same time we did not take up an offering and even today there was no offering plates passed here today And the reason is that when we reopened church, most people wouldn't come back because they were scared of germs. And so we opened up all the doors. We opened up the bathroom doors, which I think the bathroom doors are still open. And then we didn't pass the offering plate because people were scared. They didn't want to touch anything that anybody else touched. So we just stopped passing the offering plate. We haven't taken up an offering in three years. I honestly don't know how the lights are on or how we have church. People give online, and I'm thankful for that. Can you say amen? Amen. But what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to happen is you realize how much God's blessed you, and you take a portion and you bring that with you as a part of your worship. That's the way it's supposed to be. I remember when I was about five years of age. Stay with me. I remember when I was about five years old, maybe four sitting down at the kitchen table with my mom who's still living she's 91 i'm going to go see her later on today and i had 10 pennies i was just learning how to count and i wanted to and and we would take one penny and put it in an envelope and i remember writing stuff like on crayon and we had five kids mom made sure we all had our bibles she made sure we were all dressed she made sure we all had haircuts and baths and then she made sure we all had an offering and i remember going to church and putting that offering what one penny thing in the offering plate thinking i i had done my part i remember that now when i was about 10 11 12 i started getting birthday money i'm talking about like five dollars this is big time money 
And I remember with my mom sitting down, figuring out what $5 was and what 50 cents was and putting that envelope and taking that with me. And I've been doing that ever since I was a little boy. I've never stopped doing it. The difference is today it's online because it's more convenient and it's more consistent. But I feel like we're missing something as a church when we come without bringing a gift to the Lord. Because everything I own, the time that I have, the talent that I have, the treasure that I have, all of it comes from God. And I believe all of it's a test of my heart. And it reveals what I do with those resources, the location of my heart, and the love of my heart. So I cannot say, Lord, thank you so much for everything you've done for me and everything you've ever given to me. And Lord, here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. Thank you. Now, if a dollar is all I have, that's a lot. But if it's just leftovers, it reveals that my heart is a long, long, long ways away from God. Now, number two, write this down. It gets easier. You survive that. You'll get through this next one. The inescapable test of your faith, which is revealed by what matters the most to you. There's something about what we do that reveals what matters the most in our life. Jesus continues to say in Matthew 6, 24, and again, as I read this, I just want you to ask yourself, does this sound true? That no one can serve two masters. He either will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other, But Jesus says you cannot serve both God and money. And so the question is, which one matters the most? Which one do you serve the most? I heard of a very wealthy man who had no need for pocket change. And yet when he was out about, if he looked down, I don't know if you've ever seen like a penny in the dirt or in the parking lot and it's like been run over 10 times, do you stop and pick it up? Or do sometimes you go, no, it's just a penny, I'll let it go. This wealthy man, it didn't matter if he saw a penny laying on the ground, he picked it up. And the story goes, he would always stop what he was doing and he would pick it up and he would just look at it for a little while. And he would pause. And then he would put it in his pocket and continue on. And he was asked one day about this habit. And the question was, why does a man who has no need for money stand still as though he's found a gold coin? And the man replied, when I find a coin, whenever I find a coin, I pick it up and I look at it and I try to find the words, in God we trust. And I just focus on those words, in God we trust. And it's though, it's a reminder and God is asking me, do you still trust me? And once he said, I'm certain that I still trust in God more than anything else, I put it in my pocket and I continue on my day. Jesus says you can't serve both. I want you to write this down. Someone described it as chasing two rabbits at the same time. It can't be done. You can't even chase one rabbit. Someone say amen. Amen. Try chasing two rabbits at the same time. It's impossible. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. 
we exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack. And it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. If you've experienced a pregnancy or neonatal loss that has you feeling hopeless, angry, or confused, you are not alone. Losing a baby leaves behind a pain that is often hard for others to understand. That's why we want you to know about In Loving Arms. In Loving Arms is a six-week support group that helps hurting moms and dads come together to find comfort and healing. You'll explore tough questions and hear testimonies from those who have found healing after their loss. You'll hear from other moms and dads just like you as they share honestly and candidly about their own experience of loss. Together with others who understand exactly what you're going through, you can begin to heal and you won't be alone. To learn more, visit jakesjourney.org or simply call Shepherd Church at 818-831-9333 and we'll guide you from there. That's jakesjourney.org 
or call us at 818-831-9333 to learn more. Hello, friends. Are you ready for an unforgettable evening filled with powerful music and worship? Join us at our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. This Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m., join us for a musical journey through the Christmas story. Sing along and worship with all your favorite worship leaders from Shepherd Church as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a free event for the whole family. All ages are welcome. You won't want to miss it. So come and join us this Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. on our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.